Are we live? Are we live yet? We're almost live. Are we live? And we are live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Cogan Show. I am your host, Billy Bob Thornton. I'm just kidding. John Scott Cogan. It's good to be with you today. It's great to be with you today. It's great to be with you every single day. I'm able to spend time with you. I appreciate it. And we are going to jump right into a lot of news. We got a lot to cover because there are still humans on this earth that watch what we still call. And I just tweeted this. Why do we still call mainstream media mainstream media? It is no longer mainstream. The four and a half people that trust mainstream media are 98 years old in a home and are blind and can only hear out of one ear. I believe that. Because if you are 33, like myself, a normal human that wants to be left alone, wants the children to be safe and healthy and thrive and humanity to go to the next level, you know they're fucking lying. They're full of shit. And so that brings us to the first topic, and we got a lot to get into, but I want to get right into the first one. Because when you talk, all right, this is really important. And in today's world, people have forgotten this. Like it's a discussion. Freedom of, speech, freedom of speech is a discussion. Some people are like very pro-censorship. It's wild. It's wild. If you're one of the six and a half people that like censorship and people who you disagree with, you want them silenced and taken out of the arena, I got bad news for you. Eventually, you will also be taken out of the arena. That's the truth. Because the system does not like you either. You might think they like you because things are going your way right now. But just wait, but just wait till you disagree with something and then you are out. The matrix will take you out. All right. So it's very important to understand all sides of a discussion, of an argument, of a debate. Remember those things? Debates, right? When you have a difficult topic to talk about and you get two people that take different sides and then someone talks about it for two minutes. The other person talks about it for two minutes and there's a one minute response and one minute, you know, debates. We forgot about debates because we somehow got to this place where if it isn't in line with the corporate media elite narrative, you're gone out. You're taken out of the, you're taken out of the public discourse. It's bananas, but I do feel like the tides have shifted for about a good five weeks now when I woke up, I'll never forget that day. I woke up, I was on a sort of vacation thing and I was like, wow, the earth feels different today. I, I know this is kind of out there, but bear with me. You know, look at all the previous episodes. Okay. You know, I'm not bananas. Okay. We've been spot on every time, unfortunately, but I was like, wow, I think things are shifting. And my stepmom was there and she's like, oh my God, I feel like it's better too. It didn't feel like evil had its grip. But that's not here nor there. It's important to hear all sides of a debate. So I came across this phenomenal piece, this substack from Margaret Ann, Anna, sorry, Margaret Anna Alice, 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 through the looking glass. Please go to her substack, subscribe. I saw she has hundreds of paid subscriber, subscribers. Let's get her to thousands of paid subscribers. But she came up with an incredible article. I believe it's gone viral. I believe that's the word. And after I came across uh, across it, Bombshell Steve, Steve Kirsch, friend of the show, uh, came out with recommending 
this article and I'm going to actually read what he sent out on his Substack to reference this article because it's everything I want to say, but he sums it up perfectly. So here we go. 50 legit reasons to vaccinate your child on this podcast. We love all people. We do. I really do. But if adults make dumb decisions, I feel for you. I'll be here for you. We're still friends. We're on the same team. We're both humans, whatever, but that's okay. You can make bad decisions. Do not touch or try and coerce the children. Leave the children the fuck alone. That's all I ask. I've asked that on uh, literally 50 podcasts, but people aren't getting the message. Leave the children out of it. Okay? You want to make bad decisions? God bless your soul. Do your thing. Do not touch the children. Now, let me get back on topic. Sorry, I get a little hyped up about that. So 50 legit reasons to vaccinate your child because we're skeptical of things. We question authority. Unlike the mainstream media, we believe it's safe for the peasants to question the people who are in power. We believe that's best for the peasants, but you might disagree. There are always two sides to every story. In order to be fair and balanced, like Fox News, I wanted to give airtime to 50 legit reasons that some people have for vaccinating their kids. This is from Steve Kirsch's Substack. I recently came across an article that lists 50 legitimate reasons for vaccinating your kids. Again, Margaret Anna Alice through the looking glass. That is her Substack through the looking glass. Look it up, subscribe, help her out. It's a great article. Now, normally I'm quoting, I would never be promoting articles such as this because I don't believe that the vaccines are safe for anyone. But since I don't believe in censorship and in the interest of being fair and balanced, it's the right to do it's the right thing to do to expose my readers to the arguments that the pro-vaxxers are using to promote vaccination of children. It is with some trepidation that I encourage you to have a look and see if you are persuaded by any of the arguments. If you are persuaded by the list, feel free to forward it to your friends and you are my friends. And so you're my friend and I'm forwarding it to you with my voice. Note that this article is safe to promote to your blue pilled friends. Now, listen, when you hear red pilled and blue pilled, that is not Republican and Democrat. That is referring to the matrix, which I just recently watched. Red pill means you take the red pill and there's no turning back. You are going to know how things really work, how the matrix really works, the system. The blue pill is you stay asleep and you just keep living your life, pretending like everything's fine and have no idea you're under the mass formation hypnosis, basically. So promote to save to your blue pill friends, the people who are still asleep, since it supports their point of view. It will also not be censored or shadow banned on Twitter since it supports the mainstream medical community who advise people to be vaccinated. So it shouldn't violate any community standards. All right. Very well said. I love it. It's kind of what I want to say. Obviously, he writes better than I speak. So now on to the Substack through the looking glass. Margaret, here we go. 50 reasons to give your child the COVID shot. Now we're going to be censored. So please subscribe to the podcast, share it with one person, two people, 10 people, because this won't get natural reach because we talk about the truth on this podcast. And when you talk about the truth, you get censored. Like when I said that word, you get censored. So I'd appreciate if you help the truth go far and wide. I really would. But if you don't want to, it's all good. I believe in freedom of choice. Are you wondering, and I'm quoting now, are you wondering if it's a good idea to give your kid the COVID shot? 
I know there's an ocean of mis, dis, mal information out there to navigate. So I've compiled this handy list of reasons you'll want to rush your child to the nearest injection site stat. Let's get into it. 50 reasons to give your child a COVID shot. Number one, and this is a good list. Get ready. Are you paying attention? Okay, I'll stop wasting your time. Here we go. Number one, your child wants to play a real life guinea pig. This is true, right? We're in the trials. We're in an experiment. That is true. Number two, you're too busy to research the potential risks of a novel gene therapy that lacks long-term safety data. Obviously, we don't have long-term safety data. There has never been an mRNA vaccine that has been in a human for long-term. I love that argument back in the day when someone's like, it's okay, it's safe and effective. But again, when they say 100% safe and effective, that means that in the, in, the, in the experiment, in the vaccinated group, one person died. In the unvaccinated group, two people died. So that means that is, it is 100% more effective, a relative percentage. But when they tell it to you without that context, you believe it to be an absolute percentage, meaning it's 100% and nothing can go wrong. And meanwhile, there's people dying and tons of hurt people, but whatever, near, not here or there. Let's stick to the list. You weighed the zero mortality rate and microscopic risks of serious complications from COVID to children and thought, why not increase the likelihood of being hospitalized by 74%, being injured by 25 times and dying by 20 times. By the way, this is all linked to the show notes. So please check it out. Please check out uh, all the citations. Four, you'd like to boost your child's chances of catching COVID multiple times. You five, you want to downgrade your child's natural immunity to antibody, antibody dependent enhancement. Something you should read a lot about, by the way, a big concern about these. Well, or a fact six, you think keeping your child's vax port up to date with the latest injection, Germany is encouraging every 90 days as is Canada will circumvent the need for masking seven. You believe informed consent, you believe informed consent is passe. You can read Pierre Corey's Medical Musings, a substack on that, which she links to. Number eight, this is one of my favorite ones. You trust the experts, not science. And when I say not science, I know you're confused. You're very confused. That When I said that, I can also say you trust the experts, not Anthony Fauci. Because when I say science, since he is science, you automatically think I'm saying Anthony Fauci. But in this context, I'm actually talking about science, like the subject matter. The entire thing, whatever you call it, the entire macro idea of science, not Anthony Fauci, who declares himself as science. Number nine, you think life is boring and want to spice it up with some tragedy. Number 10, you'd like to add to the 54,697 adverse event reports received for our children out of 1,394,703 reports through August 26, 2022 for conditions such, such as, and I will pronounce some of these wrong, but encephalitis, Bell's palsy, aneurysm, cerebral hemorrhage, myocarditis, thrombosipenia, Guillain-Barre syndrome, appendicitis, heart disease, and death. And she actually has the picture of the COVID vaccine reports in children ages six months to 17 years. And this is a this is the government VAERS report, which we know is, uh, it's, um, it's uh, underreported by a factor of it could be anything from one time to it could even be up to a thousand times, but up to a hundred times for sure. 
Um, I think the number that Steve uses is 49 times. Deaths, it says deaths, 149. Permanently disabled, 507. Myocarditis, 1,902. Total reports, the 54,000. Life-threatening, 658. Hospitalized, 4,300. Yeah, it's not good. Not recovered, 9,776. And this is vastly underreported, probably by a factor of 100, maybe more, because they are actively covering this up like never before in history. Number 11, you wish your child could enjoy a life of chronic illness from a progressively damaged immune system. Number 12, you think your toddler would benefit from periodic seizures. That's a big thing happening, by the way. A lot of children now have permanent seizures. Uh, I've seen um, uh, a grandmother and a mother who is uh, one granddaughter and a separate issue. Her daughter now has these seizures every like few seconds or like 15 seconds. It's really sad. 13, you believe less than a month of efficacy after the second dose is worth giving your teen myocarditis, which is an inflamed heart and usually permanent and very severe, permanently ending their chances of like engaging in athletics, like working out, like stress on the body from exercising. That's why you're seeing a lot of athletes, uh, I don't know, dropping dead, which they're trying to normalize. Like in the articles, they go, oh, being single and sad could lead to heart attacks. Cold showers leads to heart attacks. That is propaganda, people. It's propaganda. I know you believe your government is doing everything to keep you safe because they love you. If you really want me, if you want to hear the truth, I will tell you right now. You could turn this off, but this is the truth. They fucking hate you. I can't tell you why. I don't know. But all their actions map to hating you. Okay? So I would take matters into your own hands and your loved one's hands. Just an opinion. 14, you would like to go bankrupt covering the medical bills the government is shielding pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies from. They're immune. You can't sue them. They're good. Albert Bola, I wish I was a little bit taller, made billions of dollars and could just walk away. And I believe like another five people became billionaires from Moderna. They're suing each other because they didn't get enough of the 50, 100 billion dollars, whatever it is. It's crazy. 15, you want to keep protecting manufacturers from liability once their emergency use authorization expires thanks to Reagan's 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Act, which gives them a pass as long as the product is administered to kids. And I highly implore you to go research this and learn about the 1986, excuse me, National Childhood Vaccine Act. Because if you remember at that time, the vaccines were not being uh, uh, willingly taken by people because they weren't working, people were getting hurt. They were they were shitty products, okay? And so Big Pharma was like, we're just not going to make these anymore. They're not going to make money off it. No one wants them. So then Reagan signed in the 1986 National Childhood Vaccine Act. You can't sue them. They have no reason to innovate and make a good product because they just want to vaccinate every single baby for more money and you can't do anything. So just trust us and don't ask questions. Take this injection and then... Go pray that Pfizer is the hero. And if you get hurt, don't worry. Pfizer has the remedy for that too. How ironic. 16, you think it would be fun if your child developed turbo cancer. She has a graphic here showing the tumors. 17, this is heartbreaking. Uh, there's also a documentary on this uh, on Rumble. It's very, very good. Um, I forget what the... Uh, I think it's called, you, you just search vaccine injured. And I think you, you'll come across the story. You believe becoming paralyzed from the waist down and relying on a feeding tube like Maddie Day Gray would be a good life lesson for your kid. And oh, she has a link to that video, I believe. It is heartbreaking. They dismissed her. 
They've totally gaslighted her. Her whole life's ruined. She has a feeding tube now. 18, you'd like your child to go from looking like this, and it's a picture of, of a happy African-American child wearing a Minnesota shirt, to this. Oh, my God. And now he's hooked up to, I don't know, 300 wires in different areas of his body, just like on life support, it looks like. Heartbreaking. 19, you wish you could feel like this father did after his son got vax-induced myocarditis, which comes with a five-year life expectancy. And you heard that if you listened to the previous podcast where I shared the phone call between a father whose uh, seven-year-old son uh, got myocarditis from the vaccine and called the pharmacist and had this historic conversation that where he said, do you know what the, the prognosis is that, that 20% only live like five years or something like that? You can go listen to that. It's amazing. 20, you want your child to experience the adventure of a heart attack. We don't want that. Of course we don't want that. Leave the kids alone. Leave the damn kids alone, for real. I'm sick of it. 21, you think playing Russian roulette with your child's life is exciting and are already planning the funeral. Now, these are these are 50 reasons. These are 50 legitimate reasons. They're all fact-based. They're all provable. They all have citations to give your child the COVID vaccine. Very important. You should know this before you rush to the injection site. Now, if you listen to this and you want to go there, God bless you. You have that choice. But put it in yourself, not your kid. Oh, this one's heartbreaking where this father, this father, he is a single father and he lives in Texas. I forget his name. And it's a picture of him is that he didn't know if the vaccines were safe or not. So he took it first and nothing happened to him. And so then his kid got it. And then his kid died, I believe, while playing basketball. And that's all he had. That was his life. And now this guy's speaking out like a truth teller, a warrior, like at, like this podcast, like Margaret, like Steve, like Dr. McCullough, like many other heroes out here fighting for everybody's freedoms. And when anyone wants to join the fight, you're more than welcome because we're not giving up. We're just getting started. We haven't even started. 22, you want casket manufacturers to sell even more bulk orders of child-sized coffins so they can surpass the 400% increase since December 2021 reported by one North American company. And we've covered that before. There's a tweet here, a lot of tweets about this one. So let me just read a couple of them from LT. I'm currently at a funeral. I've been chatting with the funeral directors who will remain nameless about the recent surge in deaths. They made me aware or the large number of kitties they're bearing within a few months of the kitty jab. They've been told they can't talk about it. Another one from my family business is casket manufacturing in North America. We have received two bulk orders for sub five foot units, children's size in less than six months. Never in 30 plus years of business. Have we ever sold child size coffins in bulk July 4th, 2022. Twenty-three. You want your child to wind up like three-year-old Amber Suarez, thirteen-year-old Jacob Klinik, nineteen-year-old Simone Scott, seventeen-year-old Sean Hartman, and sixteen-year-old Ernesto Ramirez Jr., so you don't have to worry about paying for college or any other expenses associated with being alive. Why? Because they're dead. I know that's hard to hear. That's why I'm asking to leave the kids alone, but you need to know the truth. You're being lied to. You're being proper. You're, you have a, there is a bot biological. Well, that too, but there is a psychological warfare going or going on. Okay. You are being distracted. 
you are being you are you are being forced or tricked to believing false narratives and you deserve the truth i know it's hard to hear trust me i would much rather not be doing this podcast sharing this kind of news and instead sharing about how someone climbed or i don't know got out of the grand canyon faster than anybody else in history and cool things like that or jumping into a big tub of jello all cool things i can't because i need to tell you the truth because very few people are and someone has to so i'll do it i'll do it i'll do as long as i can and sometimes i'm wrong but unfortunately we're not a lot 24 you think you could use a good lifelong cry like this trinidad mom who lost her son of this is a remarkable video a remarkable a remarkable video um it's on in fact should i play it real quick let's see if i could play it let's see if i could play it hold on here it is so this is uh i'm gonna play this for you right now this is really heartbreaking uh, this is this is tough but you you got to see it because it's the truth I've seen this before. I haven't shared this on the pod. Um, so here we go. It's called They're Killing Us. Uh, mourns pasture Marva Pricer of Trinidad after her son dies from the COVID shot. Take a listen. Hi, everyone. I am Marva Piche. I came to tell the whole world what people is doing to the nations of the world. My son took the vaccine on Friday this week. On Friday night, he fell off his bed with a massive stroke with bleeding in his head. He was bleeding. He was bleeding from in his brains. This afternoon, I went down to the hospital in Monto and they pronounced him dead. I am sending a message to Mr. Prime Minister Rowley, and I am telling you to stop this nonsense. It's killing people. It's killing people, and you are lying and saying that the thing is not killing nobody, but people are dying every single day. People, people take heed. My son is dead because he took the vaccine. He dead, he dead. They're lying, they're lying, they're lying. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. And I am speaking about the lies that the people are telling you. My son is dead. He's dead. He took the vaccine. He took the vaccine and he died in his two days time. People, they are lying to you all, I'm telling you. Share this life, share it to the world. Let the world know that it's time for us to come out and speak the truth. Speak the truth and speak it ever. Killing us, people of Trinidad and Tobago, people of the Caribbean, I'm begging you all, people over the world, stop this nonsense because it is killing people. It is killing people, the people, the, the health staff. I'm giving this message to the health department of the world and all the people who took time to put this thing together and know that the vaccines are killing people. My son is dead. Can I get him back? God, vengeance belongs to God, people. That, when I, honestly, I try to keep under cool. But this is fucking ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And they're still pushing it. They're pushing mandates. They are pushing this on kids. I don't care what your views are. Go look at the data and look at the fucking truth. This is absurd. And it's really 
pissing me off and it should really piss you off and that should not only make you sadder than shit it should make you really upset because guess what if it was your kid do you want people to speak up do you want people to talk if it was your child or is it okay if it's not your child people are losing their children their children are being permanently disabled trying not to get all crazy Sorry, I try not to swear too. This, I guess, this will be a tough one. I already failed on this one, but it's okay. We make mistakes as humans, but we could try and do the right thing now. Stop trying to force it. Now that we know for certain it doesn't stop the spread, we know it has a net negative. This is with malice if you keep doing it. 25, you feel the government has the right to sacrifice your child for the quote, greater good. Love that one, right? Just like safe and effective or build back better. You like those three word slogans? You catching on? 26, you think Denmark's decision to stop injecting children based on the data is recklessly scientific. 27, you're cool with medical tyranny. 28, you've decided it's easier to believe the big lie than to acknowledge it's occurring and do something about it. 29, you're terrified of being branded the enemy. 30, you'd rather endanger your child than be called an anti-vaxxer, science denier, conspiracy theorist, or right-wing extremist. All things we've been called on this show for doing what? For telling the truth. Are you realizing the fucking game yet? Excuse my language. 31, you feel it's more important for your child to fit in at school than to be healthy or alive. By the way, these points are incredible. Margaret, this is incredible. I mean, this is all time, all time Substack, all time. I'm, this is awesome. Please share this guys, gals, everybody, frogs, whatever you are, share it. 32, your positive pharmaceutical corporations would never lie, commit fraud, manipulate research findings, skew clinical trials, keep deadly products on the market, blackmail governments, or bribe, bully, and pressure others into covering up their crimes. We know that the biggest uh, fine paid for criminal activities was definitely not Pfizer. That is miss and dis and piss and bis blah, 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 information. Just go look at PolitiFact, funded by Bill Gates. You'll see it's false. 33, you believe everything the media tells you, even though three quarters of their advertising budget comes from the pharmaceutical industry, and it's probably more now. And another fun fact, we are only, the United States is one of two countries that allows big pharma to advertise directly to the consumer, which is an awful idea. It's us and New Zealand. And our regulations are way less strict. So we are the most extreme with that. It's not good. You shouldn't talk to the doctors. You shouldn't go to your doctor. And be like, hey, I think I should take this. What do you think? Oh, I never thought of that. Sure. No, that shouldn't be the way the market works. By the way, the government is what screws up the, the free market in the first place. But we'll get into all that later with the how this is eerily close to the Great Depression, but whatever. 34. You also believe their later retracted smears about a Nobel Prize winning medication that would have negated the demand for the billion dollar injectables because it reduces COVID mortality by 92%. 35, you think Big Bird, yes, Big Bird 
is a more reliable source than the scientist who holds nine patents on mRNA technology. That's Dr. Robert W. Malone, who's fantastic. And I believe my brother just saw him. Very, very good. I might play a video with him that she has linked here in a bit. 36, you don't get, you know what? We're going to play the video. We're going to, we just audible. Let's see how long this one is. Cause we do it in real time. When we get new information in real time, we share that with you because you need to know the truth. Oh, this is good. This is good. You need to hear this big time. So it's a, it's a speed. Robert Malone is, is responsible for inventing this technology. You might want to hear him out. Take a listen. I'm a physician and a scientist, but more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. I don't usually read from a prepared speech, but this is so important that I wanted to make sure that I got every single word and fact, scientific fact, correct. I stand by this statement with a career dedicated to vaccine research and development. I'm vaccinated for COVID and I'm generally pro-vaccination. I've devoted my entire career to developing safe and effective ways to prevent and treat infectious diseases. After this, I'll be posting the text of this statement so that you can share it with your friends and family. Here's the thing. Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing you need to know is about the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks associated with this new technology. The harms and risk from new medicines often become revealed many years later. I ask you, to ask yourself as a fellow parent, if you want your child to be part 
of the most radical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. Finally, in summary, there's no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that as a parent, you and your children may have to live with for the rest of your lives. The risk benefit analysis is not even close with this vaccine for children. As a parent and grandparent, my strong recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. You see, I know what you're thinking. He's doing this to be, to get rich, to get a beautiful view of himself in the mainstream media where people just say, oh, he's, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's doing, he's, it's so incentive based to give that speech. He's going to become rich. He's going to become wealthy. He's going to be seen in such a good light. It's so positive. It's definitely not big pharma and mainstream media racking in all the money. It's him. It's him. You idiot. Pfizer is a reincarnated prophet. In fact, I heard they took it out of the Bible. Now they're putting it back in the Bible. He's just trying to get money from you, even though he didn't ask for it or anything. But yeah, you know, you should believe CNN. Trust me, they love you. No, they don't. It's 36. You don't care if it turns out your child can't, cannot produce grandchildren. 37. You're, you are sure big tech has your best interests at heart when they threaten, silence, and censor counter- Narrative voices at the behest of the government and mega corporations, which obviously we're very excited. New news coming out. Fauci and all those corrupt people have to release their internal emails if they don't wash them clean, like which has been done before with some people uh, in the next uh, 21 days, I believe. I hope they really do get their hands on that and they make it public. Very curious to see what goes on there. 38, you trust the government more than the million or so scientists, physicians, researchers, whistleblowers, data analysts, statisticians, cats, and other knowledgeable individuals risking their careers, grant monies, grant monies, reputations, and quiet lives to expose corruption, harm, and the lethal consequence of the experimental injections. This podcast makes nothing. I only get ridiculed by everybody. Lost friendships, lost a whole bunch of stuff for this. To tell the truth, think about why people are doing this. We have major consequences on the battlefield of truth. It's the right thing to do, though, and it has to be done because ultimately they're going to come for everybody. So you got to stop it as soon as possible. But really think about that before someone goes, oh, you're the right wing conspiracy theorist. We're not, we're, we're not even political on this show. I've said many times we're apolitical. We're 100% apolitical. We're not Republican. We're not Democrat. We're not independent. We don't even believe in politics. We don't believe in politics. We believe in human beings 
and being left alone and healthy and prosperous and all this stuff. We don't do politics. We do humans. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean? 39, you are certain the agencies that make billions from reviewing, approving, and recommending these injections would never prioritize their profits over your child's life. Number 40, you don't think there's anything sinister about the WHO, the World Health Organization, attempting to seize one world dictatorial powers for its unelected, almost certainly a war criminal director general. And we've talked about that in a previous podcast about your boy Tedros, who's also not vaccinated because he's, he's waiting. He's boycotting. Such a good man. He's actually a part of a terrorist group. 41, you don't care that Pfizer manipulated its clinical trial data for children to secure FDA approval or that the FDA tried to prevent the public from viewing Pfizer's clinical data for 75 years. Don't worry. There is nothing to see here. I'm going to play what that, that this point has some data that goes with it. I haven't played this, but I've, you might've seen this video before, but about this topic, about the manipulating data, you need to see this video. Super important. Super important. Bombshell. We like bombshell. Dr. Claire Craig exposes how Pfizer twisted their clinical trial data for young children. Take a listen. Claire Craig. I'm a diagnostic pathologist and I am co-chair of the Heart Group. And I want to take you through the evidence that Pfizer just presented to the FDA on the six-month to four-year-old children. There's an awful lot about this trial that has shocked me and I think will shock you too. The trial recruited 4,526 children aged from six months to four years old. 3,000 of these children did not make it to the end of the trial. That is a huge number, two thirds of them. Why was there this drop off? That needs to be answered. And without an answer to that, on that basis alone, this trial should be deemed null and void. So what did the trial show? Well, they defined severe COVID as children who had a slightly raised heart rate or a few more breaths per minute. There were six children aged two to four who had severe COVID in the vaccine group, but only one in the placebo group. So on that basis, the likelihood that this vaccine is actually causing severe COVID is higher than the likelihood that it isn't. There was actually one child who was hospitalized in this trial. They had a fever and a seizure. They had been vaccinated. So now let's turn to what they defined as any COVID. And what they did was to utterly twist the data. They vaccinated the children and they waited three weeks after the first dose before the second dose. In that three week period, 34 of the vaccinated children got COVID and only 13 in the placebo group, which worked out as a 30% increased of catching COVID in that three week period if you were vaccinated. So they ignored that data. And then there was an eight week gap between the second dose and the third dose, where again, children were getting plenty of COVID in the vaccine arm. So they ignored that data. There was then seven weeks after the third dose, which they also ignored, which meant that in the end, they had ignored 97% of the COVID that occurred during the trial. And they just looked at tiny numbers, so tiny. In the end, they were comparing three children in the vaccine arm who had COVID with seven in the placebo arm. And they said that this showed the vaccine was effective. So they measured how many of these children actually managed to catch COVID twice in the two month follow-up period. And there were 12 children who had COVID twice and all but one of them were vaccinated, mostly with three doses. So you have to wonder what on earth 
their thinking when the, the claim of reduction in COVID was only four children. And here we have 12 children who got COVID twice, 11 of them vaccinated. So let's just recap. They recruited 4,500 children, 3,000 of them dropped out. And in the end, they're claiming this vaccine works on the basis of three COVID cases versus seven, a difference of four children only. And all of this on a backdrop of a disease which doesn't affect children and with no long-term safety data. We have to ask how an ethics committee could have approved this trial in babies. Babies are not at risk from COVID. And now we have Pfizer who are presenting this as evidence to the FDA in order to apply for an emergency use authorization. Emergency use authorization is meant for a situation where there's a risk of serious injury or death. Now, children under five are not at risk of serious injury or death from COVID. In fact, in their own trial, they had to make up other ways of measuring the problem because there was no serious injury or death. Now, originally, these products were sold as actually also reducing transmission. Now, it would be completely unethical to use young children as a human shield. But we now know that they don't reduce transmission. The WHO have stopped claiming and they reduce transmission. So that argument doesn't apply either. Now, if we just turn to safety, what they did is they followed up the patients for six weeks before unblinding them and vaccinating them. So the children who'd had placebo, the control group, were followed up for an average of six weeks and then given the vaccine. So that's your safety control gone forever. The fact that this trial existed at all is unbelievable. There are other issues in there which I haven't highlighted, but those are the key ones. Parents should be demanding that the decision makers explain themselves. Yeah, parents should be demanding a lot more. And people who are losing loved ones should be a lot more outraged and we should be protesting and letting our voices be heard far and wide. It's not just common that someone gets something injected and that's going to save your life and be 100% safe and effective and they're dead and we don't make a big deal out of it. It's important to make a big deal out of that. Hopefully it's not happening to children, but it is. And if you know someone where a child has permanently has seizures, is debilitated, it can't function like a child, which crazy studies are coming out from Robert Malone saying it could be anywhere from 20 to 40% of children after the second jab cannot function normally and play, play uh, like, you know, children games, sports and stuff. We need to stop this. Leave your hands off the damn children. Why, are, why do they have to touch the children? Why? What's this obsession of touching the children? Leave them out. Okay. You want to depopulate? Then volunteer yourself first. And then after you do that, have it be your friends and your family, not the innocent children. Depopulate yourself, okay? Oh, new study. I forgot I mentioned this before, but new study. 0% of people who are pro-depopulation de have volunteered to depopulate. What's up with that, Bill Gates? What's up? What's up? What's up? Back to the list. Back to the list. Number 42. We're coming up to the end here. Number 42. You can never be fooled too many times. 43. You succumb to the greatest psychological fear campaign in human history. 44, you would rather gain the acceptance of your peers than avoid traumatizing your child. There's a video there of them scared to death to get the, the jab. It's on TikTok, so of course it stays up. But if it was someone saying, don't do this, they would be censored and kicked off forever. 45, you believe intellectual curiosity, critical thinking, and the willingness to question 
are dangerous qualities that should be stigmatized and discouraged. 46, you think your child is expendable and can be replaced if something goes wrong. 47, you'd prefer to remain bamboozled than admit you failed your child. Number 48, you reject the evidence of your eyes and ears, which we have said many times in this podcast before. Do not trust your eyes and ears. Only trust the government and government media. Anyways, you reject the evidence of your eyes and ears because you are a faithful COVIDian. 49, you want to help the colluders fulfill the philanthropists and tyrants' dreams. And 50, you don't think your child is worth fighting for. Well, I say fuck that. The children are absolutely worth fighting for, and we ain't going to stop fighting until they leave the damn children and every human, but most especially the children, alone. So you have a voice. You can spread this. You can share this. You could share her article. You could share something, the data, the studies, anything to someone who needs to hear this to wake everyone up. But I do believe, I really do, on September 9th, 2022, that we are in the second great awakening, and it is the biggest great awakening of all time. I believe over 50% of the world is awake. You got massive protests in Western Europe and many different countries in South America and Canada. I believe this is the great awakening. I believe people are really waking up that they've been lied to. They've been coerced. The Nuremberg Code has been violated. We've been treated like guinea pigs and we are taking our world back. And Bill Gates and his farmland can go to hell and we'll take that farmland back actually. And then he'll go to hell. But we'll take the farmland back because we're going to have a food shortage and we, we need that farmland. Okay. Don't worry. Nothing to see here. All he is obsessed with COVID vaccines and, and, and taking stuff and forcing you to do things, but don't worry. He's buying thousands of acres in North Dakota of farmland because, Oh, because he loves artificial intelligence, creating fake meat that you'll eat. You will eat the bugs. He is an oligarch. He's a bad human. But we're good on this podcast. So please, if you haven't subscribed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show. We get censored like crazy. So if you could share this with one person, with two people, with 25 million people, that'd be amazing. Spread the truth far and wide. Check out the other episodes. They're all truthful. They're all honest. They're all stuff you need to hear. They're not easy to listen to because it's hard truths, but you need to hear it and share it with people who also need to hear it. We cover this. We cover all, all sorts of current news, the, 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 pending, the impending, whatever, food crisis, the energy crisis, Western Europe on the brink of collapse, uh, what's going on with the good old tyrants at the, at the World Economic Forum, dictator Trudeau, all this stuff, all stuff you need to know from all countries. We got over, I think over 30 countries listening to this podcast now, which is amazing. I think even more than that, definitely more than 25, but I think it's like 35 or 40. So thank you. Please subscribe, please share. And again, please check out Margaret's Substack, okay? It'll be in the show notes, but you can go to Margaret, M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, Anna, A-N-N-A, Alice, A-L-I-C-E.substack.com. You can also check her out on Twitter, which is at Margaret, Anna, A-I-1, examining propaganda, politics, culture, history, psychology, philosophy, film, books, music, art, and mass control to awaken the sleeping before tyrant triumphs and only follows two people. Follow at Kogs, Margaret, at K-O-G-Z. Let's be friends.
Maybe you'll come on the show too. Hopefully you hear this. But yeah, the pot, the Substack is through the looking glass. 50 reasons to get to give your child the the COVID jab and absolutely marvelous, incredible, incredible article. I highly, highly suggest that you share that article with as many people as you know. And we're going to get into what's going on in the economy and the Western Europe literally on the brink of collapse. The military is uh, already, they announced in three weeks on October 1st, the military in Germany and the UK, but specifically Germany, is going to be on their own streets to control the riots. <laughs> That's not normal, people. That's not normal because they're not going to be able to heat their homes and they're going to die. This is all real. It sucks to hear, but this is real. So we'll get into all that. Oh, one more thing I do want to play, actually, since we have some time here. Some Dr. Drew. This is from the High Wire, and this is important. This is why this is saying why people need to get involved. That it's going too far, and we need more people in this fight. And Dell Bigtree is a truth warrior. He's in this fight with us. And this is one of the intros to his recent episodes. It's really short. I'm going to play it right now. Uh, High Wire, you should check out his show. Um, let me play it real quick about Dr. Drew getting involved. If you haven't been staying up to date with Dr. Drew, he's been doing some some pretty good work recently. But take a listen. This is why you need to get in the fight, too. Throughout the pandemic, Hollywood seemed to be the propaganda machine for all the ridiculous laws and rules that were sort of thrown upon us. So I think it's particularly important when we start seeing Hollywood celebrities coming out against politics, especially the politics of California that seem to be the head of these draconian measures. And, and this time, it's a doctor, one of America's favorite doctors, coming out against a recently passed bill. Take a look at this. But I just want to explain how draconian this law is, this 2098 in the state of California. Literally, it would be the case that if you were, if I was evaluating a patient, let's say you come in, you're my patient, and you come in and you say, uh, the CDC has recommended that I get this new Omicron um, vaccine, this bivalent vaccine. Uh, I'm concerned because what I'm reading suggests that it was only studied on mice. And if I say anything other than standard, um, uh, what, what would it be? Standard uh, empty slogans as specified by the academic and the bureaucratic structure, which would be, you're over 60 years old. It's recommended that you get this booster. If I said, follow the proto. If I said, for instance, uh, you're right, it was studied on mice. Um, I'm probably going to recommend it to my patients over 65, certainly over 75. I think it's worth the risk. Uh, there is antecedent, very, very similar vaccines in influenza. And this is sort of how we do it with influenza every year. We don't test it necessarily in, in humans every year. So it's a, there's a protocol out there. But if you were 30 years old, I would say, you know, there was just a uh, study that came out in circulation last this week that suggested that in men under 40, the risk of myocarditis is five times higher from the Moderna vaccine than from COVID itself. Right there. That would qualify as misinformation, even though it's factually accurate. It's a merely me discussing what's available in the medical literature with my patient. Let's say that patient was angry for some reason. That patient could make an anonymous complaint to the state. And he or she could go home and go, you know what, mom and dad and uh, brother and sister, you guys, I'd like you to make the complaint too. Here's, here's what my complaint is. Uh, why don't you modify a little bit? I heard something you said in the public the other day I didn't like either. So add that to it. Each one of those complaints would be dealt with as though a police report had been filed for a criminal action. It will require a full response with citations 
and will take months and months and may require hiring an attorney for each case. That is what they are doing. It is absolutely out of control. Now, I'm sure they're going to say, oh, no, no, we'd never use it like that. Of course, they don't intend it. That's how these laws have unintended effect. It will be absolutely chilling on the practice of medicine. It will become almost impossible to practice medicine the way we are trained to, which is to use our objective reasoning, to share our ideas with our patients, and to come up with the best possible recommendation for that particular patient for that particular circumstance. Well, obviously, we discussed this last week. The bill AB2098 has got Dr. Drew all pissed off. This is the, the bill that essentially is passed that um, allows the medical board to go ahead and investigate anybody, any doctor that says anything that basically goes against the standard operating procedure coming from the CDC. This is it, California bill, Doc, spreading misinformation is unprofessional conduct. And when you think about this, and I said this, I went off on this last week, at the same moment, the CDC is saying they basically got everything wrong. They're releasing, you know, relaxing all of the regulations when it comes to social distancing and masks and even vaccinating or where you can go because none of it worked. They were dead wrong on all of it, but every doctor that came out against it had issues. But I think one of the points he's making, we should just drill down a little bit more. He's talking about the new booster shot uh, that involves the virus. They decided to sort of, you know, update the, the uh, booster shot with Omicron. And instead of like doing a human trial, they decided to just do a mouse trial. But it's even worse than that. It wasn't just like a mouse trial deciding the fate of millions, if not billions of people around the world. It was eight freaking mice. This is what Dr. Drew is going to be shackled to. He's not going to be able to talk out about, the, you know, talk against this when he knows for a fact, just like many people that are tweeting out about this. Look at this. This is what some of the comments that were made about this trial. In 2020, this is Jay Bhattacharya. In 2021, the Biden administration, Fauci, and the CDC made a bet on the basis of incomplete randomized trial data that the vax would stop COVID transmission. Not vax mandates and discrimination followed. For the new booster, some are making the same bet based on data from eight mice. Uh, this is Ian Miller. If intellectually honest media still existed, it would probably be a bigger story that a new booster dose was authorized and will be relentlessly promoted based entirely on data from eight mice. And this is Representative Mary Miller. The Biden FDA has authorized a new COVID booster based on data from eight mice. The last time the FDA approved boosters, two senior FDA officials resigned. It's time for serious oversight and reform at the FDA. You think? And then lastly, our favorite, Dr. Urso. Today, the FDA approved bivalent BA5 booster because of an unspecified emergency. The booster was tested on, drumroll, eight mice. That's it. It will be given to millions of people next week. This is not gallows humor, just gallows. Um, I mean, it really is outrageous. And, and what you have to think about is they're trying to say it's just like the flu shot. Well, the flu shot's been used for decades. And so when they update that, they decide they don't have to do safety trials and efficacy trials all over again. I think they should, actually. I've been arguing that for a long time. It's still a different product. I don't care what they say. But in this circumstance, they never did the proper long-term safety trial because they put it out during an emergency use authorization. So we have no idea of long-term effects. We still have no idea of long-term effects. All we see are football players and soccer players and softball players slamming headfirst into the ground, stars and comedians and people dying suddenly in their sleep. Everywhere we look, we see a rise in excess mortality all over the planet Earth that 
cannot be explained, but definitely let's go with this science and just duplicate it without any further review. Well, we'll throw eight mice out there for you. I mean, think how cheap that is. All right, I'll stop that there, but let's add 51. Let's add one more point to our list, which is you believe that the CDC has your best, maybe this already was one, but has your best interest at heart and thinks that testing it in eight mice is representative of a billion people. This is crazy. I'll stop there and get into the next stuff. Share this far and wide. Thank you for listening to Jonathan Kogan's show. Thank you, Margaret, for your incredible work. It's great to be a truth warrior on this battlefield with you. Um, go check out her Substack Again, last time, it is called Through the Looking Glass. Subscribe. Let her know you came from the Jonathan Kogan show if you really want to help us out. But do as you wish. I love you. Have an amazing morning, amazing afternoon, amazing night, wherever you are in this world. Share this with one person, two, three, five, 10, 15, 20. It'll help because we get censored, especially because I'm putting COVID in the title. So please, please help. And please subscribe to Margaret's Substack. Thank you for listening. I love you. Have an amazing day. And I will be with you tomorrow. Later. <laughs>